Welcome to Wrestling Now. I'm your host. I'm Lloyd. Welcome everyone. That's just a post AW Dynamite edition. And um, needless to say, this was another great show. I don't know if you all had a chance to watch it. Great matches. Uh, I mean, probably three of the matches on the card were pretty pretty fucking dope um for example the first match of the evening the first half hour you had the demo guy chris jericho and the salt of the earth mjf versus darius and dante martin of top flight that was really good really well done it was entertaining it was fun um and um, there were really a lot of great spots for Top Flight in this match. It made them look really good once again. But they lost to the Demo God and MJF. And then post-match, this is like kind of like a, a curveball. But then you had Jay Hager uh, get on the mic for the first time in like ever. And um, start complaining about Warlow and why he wasn't there. And he's challenging Warlow to a one-on-one match next week. So... Wow, the match has already been made. It's going to be interesting. Don't get me wrong. I want to see Jake Hager versus Wardlow, but I mean, the way they came about it was just kind of like spur of the moment. It wasn't like built, it just happened. I mean, I know those two have always had beef with each other, but I don't know. Um, It just didn't feel organic, even though I want to see the match. So I'm not going to complain. I want to see the match. Uh, Tony Schiavone once again interviewed Sting. Uh, Sting's fourth appearance in the whole month. And this time we actually got an answer about why Sting's in AEW and blah, blah, blah. And like, because, you know, last week he just kind of left, left the answers open-ended. And so this, he got a little bit more specific this week, so that was good. You know, must, you know, must enforce, must be in certain specific matches. I'm pretty sure he's going to do some really great, like, once in a lifetime highlight matches against certain people like I don't know Chris Jericho or something like that. I know he's he's not gonna put himself in a situation where he's gonna lose his first match or you know or make himself look super weak. Um, and that's another thing I kind of complain about like how Team Taz is what four guys maybe five and they can't even take on one Sting and one Darby Allen with a ska- with a skateboard and a and Sting with a bat. I don't know, man. This has like been going on for like 3 weeks now. Like almost uh, basically a month. He's basically interrupted all their appearances. So this has got to like lead up to something, a tag match or something with Sting in it so we can finally fucking see Sting in the in the, in the ring. We need a payoff for all this shit that we're watching. And I have a feeling that's what it's going to be. Like a six-man tag or an eight-man tag. Who knows? We'll see. I think it's going to be a six-man tag with Sting. So that would be really cool. I mean, a one-on-one match, but maybe not against Brian Cage. But maybe like uh, maybe a one-on-one match against uh, Ricky Starks. That would be pretty cool. Let's see how that works out. Uh, then the... Uh, we had another match on the card. The oh, the Dark Order members. We had uh, Dark Order members five, numbers five and ten, and Colt Cabana went against Jungle Express. Um, 
this was a cool match. It wasn't really, like, super exciting or, you know, nothing new with Jungle Express and, and their collaboration as a tag team. I'm pretty sure they're going to be one of the first trios champions when they... When it when it does come out and and um, get it, when the uh, trios championships get, appear for the first time, I think they're going to be either the inaugural or the, eventually the trios champions. I know they will be one day. Next match on the card was the butcher, the butcher versus Pac, the bastard Pac. Let me tell you something. This was my favorite match of the evening, next to Sheeta versus Alex Gracia. And, of course, the acclaimed Young Bucks. But I got a beef with that match, too. But the Butcher versus Pac was actually really, really good. This was my favorite match of the card for the reason we had Eddie Kingston come out along with him with the family and the, and the bunny and, the, and uh, with, the, the, uh, with the blade. And Eddie Kingston was on commentary and was tearing it up, man. Just berating Tony Schiavone. Anytime Tony Schiavone had something to say, he'd tell him to shut up. Or he would insult Tony Schiavone. Or if Tony Schiavone had something to say to get Kingston, he'd go to JR and ask him for help. And then uh, the whole time, Excalibur was instigating. Like, this was such a great match and a great, like, feel for it. Like, as far as the panel with the match, it, get, it got you so involved into the match. You were invested in any, everything that went on from beginning to end. Um, then, the, oh, it's Cali- yeah, it's Caliber was great. And then we all, then, um, this match was so wild. It was going back and forth for a second. I thought Paco was really going to, uh, 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 the Butcher, I thought the Butcher was going to win, but Paco, uh, um, uh, he overcame the obstacles, man, and Pac won the match with a black arrow. That's I love watching that move, man. I don't know if you guys ever seen this move. I mean, in the WWE, what he called it, the red arrow, and then he went into the Indies and just changed the color. It was, it's just one of those lifetime, once in a lifetime, like flip slash slash course screws you've ever seen, and you it, it's to a point where like he you can't. There's no one who can imitate those angles he can do. That shit is so hard to do. You'll either break your neck or die trying to do some shit like like this, like something like that. That's crazy, man. Um, oh, and then post-match, after he won, he got attacked by the whole family. Uh, minus Eddie Kingston. But then Lance Archer came out to save the day. Eddie Kingston just ran away and hid behind JR. That shit was hilarious. Um, while... While... Um, well, Pac was getting beat up, and then uh, here comes the rest of the um, the Death Triangle, and they came to uh, to, uh, to save him, and it was pretty cool, man. Ray Phoenix and Pentagon, so that was really cool, man. Uh, this also set up the match. I mean, I mean, I mean, actually, that didn't set up the match. I mean, next, I mean, we also have uh, in the weeks coming. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Phoenix. So you guys are kind of remember about that. That's going to be a great match. This is something that was kind of built from from that uh, that elimination tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship. That, I mean, this goes back as far as like that a couple months ago. So this is pretty cool. Then we also have oh the announcement for um, between Kip, Penelope, and Miro um, as far as uh, their date for the wedding and everything. This. Thing I've been dreading, but it's gonna happen. I, it, 
you know, I this is a sports-based show, and they're trying to, like, do, like, entertainment, like the WWE, even though they're not the WWE. They try to get away with some spots that are questionable because it's like, man, they're falling into the same fucking path as the WWE when it comes to doing shit like this. I'm not really inv- invested in this whole wedding shit because you know where how it's going to turn out. We saw the whole thing, what happened with Lana, Bobby Lashley, and... and and um and rusev this is a bad thing for him to come right into doing after he just got out of a fucking gimmick like this so i hope this pays off for him because he's treading on real thin waters right now (laughs) when it comes to shit like when it comes to moves like this and it wasn't entertaining the first time so what i don't i don't think it would be entertaining this time if he did it so let's hope he doesn't oh man let's hope this shit doesn't like I don't know, just fall apart somewhere where he ends up, like, screwing around with, like, Penelope for, I don't know, man, I don't want to, I don't want to make any predictions, because I don't want, I don't even want to know, I'm just gonna have to watch it, and then, uh, basically, they set it up for Beach Break, because uh, they couldn't call it uh, the Bash of the Beach, because WWE are fucking dickheads, and they took that shit away, just because Vince is a very spiteful man, and he doesn't want Cody Rhodes to keep any of the old WCW names, that, you know, the shit that Dusty help create back in the days so this is a war between the trademark names but um february 3rd beach break we're gonna have the wedding it's gonna be a beach wedding um and then while that was going on it they had a the best friends music came on and looked like they were about to get attacked but um that was just all set up by kip and miro Basically, the best friend, uh, Trent was Trent got beat up in the back, and eventually that was by Kip Sabian and Miro, and uh, looks like he's gonna be taken out. No more attacks by the best friends anymore, at least for another week or so. So, who knows how that where that's gonna go? Uh, we had the Evil Uno versus Dustin Rhodes. That was cool. Look at this match with a few good spots in it. Needless to say, it ended pretty early and pretty fast. Uh, had Lee Johnson ringside, you know, part of the Nightmare family, the inductee. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully uh, during my post-Dark show, I hope they go somewhere with him. He's a cool talent. He's a guy who can, like, gain a little weight and then turn himself into something. And he looked like he could talk. He looked like he could be developed into a talker, too. You know, when it comes to wrestling, he can have the whole full package to talk in the wrestling, the look. But we'll see. We'll see, man. I think there's a spark there, but, you know, 2020 wasn't it. Hopefully 2021 it will be. Dustin Rhodes did win this match pretty quickly, so I don't know. And then they got and then they got attacked and then and then uh you know and then uh there was a nightmare family held and then you know Night Dark Order came uh uh, uh Stu Grayson came and attacked uh Dusty Rose and Evil Uno didn't want that to happen. I, I guess so that their lines got crossed somewhere. It, I don't know, man. This was too much stuff going on where I just I don't know, I just didn't feel invested in this match. But I'm so into Dustin Rhodes, so just for that reason, I watched it and I enjoyed it. Um, then there was a, a Sheeta interview, and then Abaddon came out of nowhere <laughs> it's a, before the match, and then they just started going at it before the match. And then 
Sheeta had came out finally, eventually came out for her match versus Alex Grasse, who won the match the night before to get the match with Sheeta. It's pretty cool in a qualifying match that just was the arranged last night versus Colin King. So that was pretty cool, man. Came in and now, you know, uh, uh, I believe like a one and four record. So that's pretty cool, man. You know, starting off off the bat and then going against the champion. I guess they found some kind of um, some kind of hidden talent in her, and boom, she got she got bumped up right away. So that's cool for her. I mean, Sheeta did wreck that ass, but you know what? It was still a cool match. And then, you know, this is basically a build-up for her and Ab- Abaddon. Abaddon came back out ringside, and then they started going at it again. It was, this was really great, man. They're building this match up really well. Then you had the Acclaim. This was the main event. The Acclaim versus the Young Bucks during the tag team title match. The Acclaim... Came out with a nice rap. They, you know, they did their thing with the rap, and uh, they made a good debut. The match was pretty cool. I don't know. I just, but then the, when the Young Bucks were getting over, I just thought they got over way too much over the acclaim. I just hope they didn't ruin the acclaim too much with this match. They caught it with a BTE trigger, which it's not really relevant at the moment. They shouldn't be using that move because they're no longer the beat the. The elite because there is no Kenny Omega and no Hangman Page. Well, so it's I don't know. There's a lot of obstacles to this. Even though I did like some parts of this match, um, the Young Bucks of course won. But um, like I said, it was good exposure for the claim. The claim need to get built a little bit more. Please don't let them play, face the tag team champions again. Hopefully, eventually down the line they'll fit. They'll eventually face them again, but then come out on top this time. But for now, they need to get developed a little bit more. I thought it was a little too soon. I would have thought this would be better if this was a non-title match and they won and then lose and then lose the title match. It would have been better if they built it that way. I don't know. That's just my opinion. If you want to build a tag team like that, let them win in a non-title match and then lose the title match. At least they get some kind of like... Um, they get some kind of like, you know, some kind of push, some kind of heat to go with it. So that way down the line, they're like, oh, yeah, we beat the Young Bucks. They have something to look to look back at and go, damn, you know, they can talk to other tag teams in the division and say the same thing. Well, you know what? Thank you all so much. Well, this is the end of my show. And um, I think I, uh, it's a really good target here. Oh, yeah. Um, the whole Jay Cargill thing. I failed to mention that. Cut a little promo about Brandy and how to congratulate her on her pregnancy and how she's a mom. But then now she needs to find someone to fight. And then eventually she feels like she's going to take over the women's division and become the chief branding officer. I don't know where that's going without Brandy, but let's hope they find her a formidable opponent to shut her ass up or give her a good match and maybe she'll win. I don't know. Just do something with Jade instead of cutting promos. She needs to get in the ring and start. So, well, let's see. Let's see where this goes.
And like I said, another great week of wrestling. I hope you all enjoyed it. I sure did. And um, look forward to next week. To be, they have the uh, New Year's uh, bash coming. They have two weeks worth of uh, great matches. One, uh, they got a couple different hosts. Snoop Dogg is going to be hosting one of the shows. So take, you know, help out with the demographics. Help watch the show live. Don't watch NXT just for this reason because uh, what they're doing to the to AEW is not right. Trademarking a lot of the, the old Rhodes name shows and turning it for themselves and just making a mockery of it, man. And I'm not really the only show I actually watch is SmackDown Raw in entirety. And I mean, and I mean this, Raw's good. It has its moments. NXT, I just completely stopped watching after it went after it went. Past one hour, I stopped watching because I knew the whole brand was going to be diluted because of this. So, yeah, man. So that's a damn shame. Thank you all so much. Tune in next week. We'll do some more. Uh, we'll do something before New Year's. Do a little post. Uh, uh, most likely, I will not. Oh, actually, I may not be here next week. Uh, maybe on vacation. I'm uh, celebrating my son's birthday. So I may not be doing one of the shows, either the Post Dark or the Post Dynamite. Just tune in, and but I'll try to get one of the shows in. Thank you all again. God bless. Have a great evening. And yeah.